What is going on, everybody? Welcome into the Hump Day Hotline on the Hump Day <laughs> Hump Day Hotline <laughs> on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network, presented by Picasso's Pizza. Treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day. Yeah. Picasso's, we are Buffalo Pizza, shipping local and nationwide. Order online at picassospizza.net. Have you, Jay Spence, ordered your Picasso's Pizza yet? No, and that I was yesterday. Bruce and I were talking about it, and I'm like, you know what? I got to pull up the, I got to get all of the. Uh, the I went to specialty pizza because every right. time there's a party, you get the cheese and pepperoni. Right. I don't know if you're hearing this. I'm hearing this. I can hear some feedback. Like, do you mm -hmm. have a monitor on or something else where I can hear myself? No, I don't know. I've got nothing. I mean, I can turn some volumes down, but no, I don't have any. Uh, no, I've got no echoes, no no bounces, no. Beeps, no bleeps, no creeps, no sweeps. If you're a spaceball okay. fan, I, okay. So yeah, I've got my audio is clean. So hopefully it doesn't come through on the recording or the podcast will not be fun to listen to. But ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned into the Hump Day Hotline, as I said on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. My name is Joe Miller. I'm the host of the show, and right over there is my co-host Jay Spence the King, and we are here to tell you to subscribe to hump that like button because it's Hump Day. As Jay hump Spence it. the King, <laughs> hump that like. He's already in the comment section. Uh, big show, king size show for you here uh, in this episode. Got a lot of things we want to talk about, uh, whether it's training camp, top 100s coming out soon, hard knocks dropped last night. We have a giveaway. I didn't even tell you. We're giving away tickets tonight or on the show. So, I, yeah, so I can't go to the preseason football game this weekend because I have a family reunion. <laughs> I have a family reunion that was planned last year. So last summer at the family reunion, it was like, all right, everybody get out your calendars. How does August 13th look? And everybody's like, yeah, August 13th. So yeah. So my That's family great. reunion is the 13th <laughs> Marino. I see Joe Marino. We're at camp together today. And he's like, so is it in town? And I'm like, yeah, it's down in Southern tier about an hour from here. He's like, Oh, it's, it's just so bad that you're going to have to miss that family reunion because the bills are playing football at four o'clock <laughs> on Saturday. And it's like, yeah, I kind of host the whole family reunion thing with this whole thing. This whole thing was my idea, but yeah. So, uh, so we're giving some ticket tickets away. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. There's people jumping into the chat already. Uh, Robbie's in the room. Richard Rush is in the room. Uh, Xavier Stutz is in the room. Who else is in the room? There's a whole bunch of people up in here. Chris Janke, the real Chris Janke, is in the room. Jay Spence, the king, is actually in the room as well. Sarah Larson, good to see you. Steph Poirier, uh, good to see you too. Daniel Gowries, good to see you. <sighs> good to see everybody. Hey, man. I'm on this Picasso's website right now. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. He's doing business. business. They got something called the, the kitchen sink that I need thrown at me. You know what I mean? <laughs> they have something called the kitchen sink that I need thrown at me. I don't know who thought of this, but I need it. And what what is what is this 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 barbecue chicken ranch pizza? I need that. I need uh, all well, of it, dude. Barbecue chicken, barbecue chicken. Like if you go to uh what is it uh pile mine or mod pizza i don't know if you've been to those places places like that where they like wood fire your pizza right there dude barbecue chicken pizza with some ranch dip is low-key legit probably close to my favorite pizza i'm gonna have to reach out to picasso's though they got like the boss's favorite i wonder if they can have like the king's thing you know what i mean like just something <laughs> for me i just feel like it should be something the we, voice we, yeah the voice choice there it is. See, oh. look, we already, we already, we go. We, we'll, when we get done with this, we have to give Picasso's a call because we're, we're on. Gonna, something. We're, we're gonna on have something. to do something about <laughs> this Picasso's pizza thing. Seriously. Uh, so uh, Chris Janke is asking what our favorite specialties are. So I just said that uh, barbecue and ranch dressing. I have like dipping in ranch, not ranch on the pizza that's hot. So you dip it in ranch dressing. Uh, what? It, we'll go through this real quick. So what? What? What are some of yours? Give me one of yours. Um. You know what? I'm okay. So. I have to be very specific here. So in Buffalo, Just Pizza has like this honey crusted pizza. Whatever type of pizza you get, as long as you get the honey crust, I mm, don't care. Mm. Gotcha. So so obviously we're not talking Buffalo pizza. So we're not talking the standard stuff that we all grew up with. So that's aside. This is different. Uh, Pile Mine has a vodka pizza. So there's a pizza. It's got, so it's a, it's a normal pizza and it's got uh, vodka sauce on it with sausage and literally basil leaves and peas and right and you're looking at you're like wait a second <laughs> like, what i'm gonna be honest with you the first time i went there for lunch a buddy got it and i was like what's wrong with you you're eating pizza with peas on it he goes try it so when you bite into it you cannot there's the peas have no flavor but they provide like a texture like a pop 
that mm-hmm. you just did so that right there pamela comes running <laughs> cute pam <laughs> pam wasn't even tuned into the show she just her ears started buzzing and she's like somebody's about to talk about vodka and she jumps on uh that's hysterical um so like yeah but vodka pizza at pile mine so do you have any other specifics because i could probably go on for days the the hunt the spicy honey sausage pizza at neat and mm. which is also vice its sister restaurant dude elite that pizza is elite of elite pizzas okay no um a, a personal favorite of mine from franco's is is the um the philly cheesesteak pizza oh that's good that's one of my favorites yeah. you know what i am not a fan of buffalo pizza now i guess i need to re- so that's yeah like buffalo, you, you have me confused. buffalo buffalo chicken pizza <laughs> sorry so when oh, they okay. put pizza and they put hot sauce on it with sorry that totally yeah i totally jacked it up and then like, they put, like chicken pizza. yeah chicken fingers on it and blue cheese that to me is not good pizza like yeah no buffalo pizza like the city of buffalo our pizza yes big fan Elite. buffalo pizza buffalo chicken pizza not a fan not a fan of that i got you i got you i got you shout out to andrew solomon says i love this show andrew we love you how about that we love we you andrew we do love you um which is great so ladies and gentlemen whatever platform you're oh go ahead Oh no, Sarah was just calling you Feliciano. She <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> she <thought you> did. <laughs> yeah, I, dude, I looked at you and you're just staring at me like, I was like, wait, what? You're, <laughs> like, you're about to ruin the show, Joe. Yeah, <laughs> like, like we, we we worked two years on this, man. What are you doing? <laughs> you're gonna get canceled. canceled. Yeah, <laughs> canceled right before the 2022 season. Yeah, so yeah, I'm glad I looked. I was like, you just look like you saw a ghost, and I was like, oh, he mean, oh, I did say that wrong. Yeah, it's so funny. Spinach ricotta pizza. Pam says. My favorite with chicken. Interesting. Interesting. Like, yeah. Lasagna. Lasagna pizza. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's so does it not have pizza sauce? Does it have marinara sauce like spaghetti sauce on it? Uh, oh, they're know. back. But what I'm we need to do is we, we need to figure out a way to block them from you because we can block them on our side. So we need to get to it before. Sorry. So we had bots again uh, every week. The only show we have bots on is the hump day hotline. I can't imagine why. Go ahead. I love you, Pam. No, I was just saying thank you to Pam. She's acknowledging the new, the new fresh jigginess of the hairstyles. I've changed from red <laughs> to now like a navyish, dirty blonde, two tone thing that I got going on. So yeah, but but yeah, we in here, we in here. So let, let's get to it, man. We we just wasted eight minutes. Let's let's talk. Definitely some not wasted. Definitely not <laughs> wasted. So uh, first topic, oh the show. The Buffalo Bills closed their 2022 20, uh, training camp on Thursday, which is tomorrow as of the recording of this episode. So if you're listening to this in podcast form, it, uh, training camp ends or closes today for you if it's Thursday. Uh, they have one last practice left. What has been the biggest surprise for you from the things that you've read, heard, seen? What's been kind of the biggest surprise for you coming out of training camp so far in 2022? For me, the biggest surprise is the fact that Isaiah McKenzie has um, almost, it sounds like, solidified Mm. his place as the slot receiver, um, as opposed to basically what everybody just assumed, that Jamison Crowder was kind of going to walk into that slot position after Cole Beasley left. It sounds like, you know, there might actually be some competition there at that position. So uh, looking forward to seeing what, you know, just looking forward to see what happens with that. Yeah, very cool. Jeremy Turner Montgomery says, what's up, fellas? Bro, what's up? my guy. What's up? What's up, my dude? He always busy, man. I, I want him to jump on the show sometimes. He can never make it to conduct. He can't make it to hump day. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing, JC? I need, I need to see you. He's just too busy. For me, yeah. uh, I think what solidified it for me today, and we'll see. Um, I don't, I didn't, I, I have it, on, I have it on my computer. We can talk about the depth chart, but it's not necessarily in the outline. Um, I did a little short yesterday on the depth chart. Uh, and obviously a bunch of people talked about the depth chart and then I went to camp today and my mind was a little bit rocked about the depth chart, but right now it looks like David Quisenberry has kind of taken over that right tackle spot from Spencer Brown. Now Spencer's been hurt. Um, so I, I don't know how much stock to put in it, but Quisenberry clearly is a veteran, right? So he played in Tennessee. He's got a lot of snaps logged, a lot of snaps. Spencer Brown is still, you know, uh, or not still, he's a one-year player going into a second year. I think Bruce said on your show last night that Spencer Brown was not good in 2021. He, he had flashes of greatness. There were moments. Um, so I think the biggest surprise for me right now is probably what looks to be the looming potential for that position change that maybe David Quisenberry steps in this year and gives Spencer Brown, maybe a year to, my sister, by the way, Jamie, so my sister's in the room. She says, hey, guys, her name is Jamie Hamlin. 
So as much as we have talked about me having a jersey for life with Von Miller, Jamie does as well with DeMar Hamlin. Jamie should go get a DeMar Hamlin jersey so that she can wear a jersey, Bill's jersey, with Hamlin on the back of it. But anyway, I digress. So that's probably one of the things for me, uh, probably the biggest one right now. And it's outside of that, surprises maybe how good this defensive line has been. Like this defensive line has been, it's been stupid how good they've been. surprises you? After three years of defensive line rotations and guys that we thought were really, really good and expectations through the roof for the defensive line. I mean, every single year we've gone into it. Oh, I don't think we can continue this luxury of rotating nine or 10 really good players. And they've always seemed to kind of, I'm going to use the word underperform. Meanwhile, I know that we led the league in pressure rate. We, You and I have talked about it. I've heard you talk about it on your shows. So pressure rate, yada, yada, yada. Stats only matter until they don't. Underperformed. That's, we underperformed. <laughs> so there was a great deal of like, eh, let's wait and see. And just to see them do today, they were doing one-on-one drills today. <laughs> and Von Miller went, I believe it was against Spencer. It was against Spencer Brown. So they're doing one-on-one drills away from us to the left on the opposite corner of the field. And Von Miller came out of, they, they snapped the ball. Von Miller came out of his snap and it was like Spencer didn't even see him. It was like, he was a ghost, just totally whiffed. And Von spun and went around him and basically got to the person behind Spencer Brown. It was unbelievable. I was like, I mean, Oh, that's, that's what Von does, man. That mm-hmm. dude is insane. He's yeah. insane. I can't wait. Um, honestly. So Hey, first you're right. It, it was a luxury that we felt like we wouldn't be able to have, but in a weird way, I feel like we've gotten better. Yes. Like, you know, that's what you, I'm saying. Cause it's like, yeah, man, we have all this depth on the defensive line. And I was like, wait, so you mean we have more depth on the defensive line at this point? How does yeah. that happen? It's insane. Yeah. yeah, Jordan Phillips, I mean, is 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 a second is, you know, second string guy along with Tim Settle. So that's like your AJ, second string. What's AJ? I'm hearing AJ is playing well. Like I'm hearing everything is that he's like showing up big time. Yeah, it's it's going to be it's 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 reminiscent of hockey and rolling lines when you've got a good first and second line and you can roll lines. It basically mm-hmm. turns into it's it becomes an unfair situation for whatever team you're playing. And it almost seems like that's what's going to happen. So th- that that to me is probably the biggest good surprise as far as that goes. But I say Isaiah McKenzie's right up there, like right up there. Like I, I don't see him giving up that role. One surprise for me off of the depth chart from yesterday was Jameson Crowder came in after being injured. Uh, so he came in late to training camp and was clearly last week not on the same page with Josh Allen. He was not on the same page with Josh Allen in the red versus blue game. Dare I say, I'm not sure that he was necessarily like it wasn't he wasn't necessarily on the same page with Allen even today. Meanwhile, on the depth chart, you know, they had uh, McKenzie one in the slot for the slot receiver. Two was Jamison Crowder and three was Khalil Shakir. And Khalil Shakir has kind of shown up a lot in camp. Well, yeah, that, that to me, that's not surprising. Yeah, do you think do you think it's a veteran thing that they're not going to give the kid anything like he's got to stay hungry and keep fighting? Or no, what, I'm, what is, I think I think if he earns reps, he's going to be able to play, you know, and uh, we've seen that out of McDermott. Like they want those guys to earn those positions, but we've mm-hmm. seen young guys come in and when they earn them, they get those they get those snaps. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like I I was I, I expected Khalil to be two and Crowder to be three. Is kind of what I was saying. Mm, no, I would have. um I guess it just depends. It depends on how you look at it, because if you feel like they're drafting these guys and they're coming in better and we don't need like that bridge player. So mm-hmm. if we don't need Crowder, I'm sure that they would feel more comfortable cutting Crowder and keeping McKenzie and keeping, um, you know, some of our younger guys, your guy Hodgins and Shakir, uh, right. you know, like so if they can keep guys that they've already invested in. I'm pretty sure it would be easier for them as a front office to move on from Crowder than it would be to move on from Hodgins or or, uh, you know, Khalil or other guys that we mentioned. So if it works out to the, to where the guys that we've invested in already show up and they make this thing work, then, then yeah, we'll see. Let's take a look at this thing real quick. And we're just going to break down for a second because I saw it yesterday and I, and it was, it, there were surprises in it as far as, you know, Gabe Davis. So, so some of the surprises just from my viewpoint, and I would like, I'd like to know what your thoughts were on certain things, but I'm going to give you some context first. So they've got, Hodgins behind Davis, which is nothing that we have seen 
up into in camp until today. When I went today, uh, sure enough, Kumaro Diggs did not practice today. Kumaro was the the starting X X receiver. Hodgins did spell him at times, but for the most part, Hodgins was number two behind Gabe Davis. Now I know that in the grand scheme of things, that may not matter. X Y whatever, big deal. But when you're the backup behind Stephon Diggs, it kind of says something, right? But what was wild to me was again Quisenberry over Brown, and you're like, well, maybe maybe Spencer Brown's injured. That's the problem, right? But then you've got Tredavious White slotted at one, Christian Benford slotted at two. You've got Jordan Poyer slotted at one, Jaquan Johnson slotted at two. So then it turns into, well, this isn't a situation with injuries, and that that and this is where. So I don't even know that. And then we got to practice today. And the starting the starting offensive line was Dion, Saffold, Mitch, Bates, Quisenberry, just like it read. But there was other things happening inside of practice with like kind of the the roster. There were times Tanner Gentry was out there with the first team with the first team. I don't even know if this matters. So when you saw this depth chart, what were your thoughts? First thoughts. Well, for me, my first thoughts was what you just said. To me, when I look at the depth chart at this point of this of the year, I don't I don't put anything behind it. I'm I'm not the guy that looks at the depth chart and, and I'm like, oh man, so Questenberry is starting over Brown, you know, because I, I think I think once week one rolls around, um, you know, I think we do see Spencer Brown starting. He he doesn't do what he did last year, and even though he didn't have like an all pro year, we saw the flashes and we saw the, the way that the team is, you know, just have some faith in him and they want to, they want him to get those reps. I, I very seriously doubt that they, you, we know this team, they they kept Cody Ford in there when he was basically, you know, he was getting his ankles and kneecaps snatched every <laughs> single play and he was still in there. Then they bring in, uh, what's the get Bobby Hart. Bobby, Bobby Hart has made is, this team who's for on this season one? after season. For no... Well, he hasn't made the team. He's been on the practice squad, but he has been on this football team. Yes, he's been part of the roster. He's been making money in, in Erie <laughs> County. That's a problem for me. When you're getting paid by the Buffalo Bills or you are paying your state tax or your employee taxes, income yes. taxes, whatever, in Erie County because of the Buffalo Bills and your name is Bobby Hart, that's a damn problem for me. He don't yeah. need to be in Buffalo. He don't need to be wearing red, white, and blue unless he is playing for the Giants. That's it. <laughs> it's fair. Uh, I did. So I did kind of pass over. Roger Saffold was a full go in practice today. So he practiced today, uh, a part of all of things. So a little bit of a hint. And so I'm standing next to Marino uh, during the, the the main part of practice. We're up in the stands at this point. And, and the, the primary, the first team kickoff and kick return units were out there. And he said, this is what you need to pay attention to. He said this late in camp. So one day left, two days left. Whoever you see out there right now on first team kickoff and kick return more than likely is making this football team. And I was like, and I didn't get a chance to scan the field fast enough to kind of really get a kind of a collection of who was out there. But Duke Johnson took the first kick return. And I was like, man, and that's literally what I said to Joe. I was like, I can't imagine Duke Johnson making this football team. How, how do you keep Moss, Singletary, Cook, Johnson, and Jones? How do you keep five running back, five running backs? Well, Jones, I don't consider a running back. So if we do, I agree, we, we but can, it's, a, it's a it's a position, right? Yeah, but I mean, it's the same thing. Like when I look at um, like there's certain guys that even though their their actual position as a football player is what it is, I mm -hmm. I know that their purpose for the team is special teams. So I don't consider him a running back, right? You know, so because like for instance, um, like who else can can I look at and say? Because we have some linebackers. So like if you look at um. Tyler Matikovich. Did I say it right? Matikovich. I always say it wrong. I always do. Matikovich, Matikovich, Matikovich. The accent is on the K. Yeah. I always mess it up. I screw it yep. up. Okay. Saran Neal, players like that. Saran Neal, we know, yeah, Saran Neal is obviously a cornerback. That's his position. That's mm -hmm. the position that he's learned to play. But mm -hmm. we know that he is a special teams ace. If he never plays a, a snap on defense, I am okay with that because Saran Neal is an absolute monster and beast. So when we're talking about the running back position, I still feel that way about Taiwan Jones. I think yeah. I was the only one early in the offseason where I'm like, oh, great. We extended Saran Neal. Let's do Tyron, Taiwan Jones now. I had people yelling at me. We don't need to extend him. You can't put that much money on special teams. I'm going to tell you what. You keep <laughs> you keep Taiwan Jones. The, I feel you know how I am about special teams. Though. Oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah, totally. You know how I am about special because I'm still mad about about Andre Roberts, but I'm gonna get over it this season. I'm gonna get over it. <laughs> I bet you don't. <laughs> I bet you don't. Um, 
I'm hoping that I do because either Tavon Austin or uh, Khalil Shakur, like somebody has to step up and show me something that, better than what we saw last year. Hell, if Isaiah McKenzie learned from his mistakes last mm-hmm. year, I, I'll love whoever's back there that's doing good. I don't care who. Joe, you can suit the hell up and and go back there for punt kick returns, and I'll root for you, man. Punt catcher. I could be the punt catcher. Just, yeah, just something, though. But we just can't have it be like last year, man. Like, we, we just can't. We can't. And as just, much as we all love Isaiah, as much as we all love Stevenson, we just cannot. Well, Steven, Stevenson's injured. How are they? They are. However, they are still rolling th- three, four, and five guys back there, kind of in that rotation mm-hmm. of just to see who's going to do this thing. Why don't you take this next topic for us? Okay. Are you waiting for it to roll back around? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about that. It's all good. It's all good. So one of the things that Joe and I were talking about earlier in our discussions is that, you know, just a couple years ago, really, the NFL used to do cuts and stages. So it seems like almost every after every preseason game or after Mm -hmm. every couple preseason games that we were cutting down a certain amount of players to get to a number. Now there's a new process to where at the end of the the preseason or at the end of the offseason, we just do one big cut. How do we feel about that? Do you like um, kind of having this much unknown going into the season? Like, because really, we we keep all the what is it, ninety guys or ninety one guys that technically can yeah. come at this yeah. point. So we're keeping all these guys up until basically the beginning of September. How do you feel about it being this way, or would you prefer it being how it was? So that way, it kind of gives you a, a mental picture of how the team is shaping out. Yeah, it's, there's two parts to it, maybe three. As a fan, uh, yeah. So, so, and he he has been returning kicks. He was number two in kick returns. So he was it was Duke Johnson then James. So if you want to pull that, so Chris Janke said I'd like to see James Cook returning kicks uh, in the comment section for those of you listening in podcast form. And James Cook is he was basically second in line for kick returns behind Duke Johnson. So I'd say there's probably a pretty good chance that he is going to find that role this year if Duke gets cut. Three, there, so there's three positions for me or three points for me as far as that question in regards to staging your cutdowns. As a fan, it's cool to have that many guys and you find out at the end and like there's more opportunity to really vet players, especially when you consider nowadays, you know, Josh Allen. They're saying Josh Allen might not even play in the preseason at all. Uh, and some of these other guys, which means Stefan Diggs is probably not going to play in the preseason. So you need more bodies. So as a fan, it's probably interesting. As a content creator, <laughs> I hate it because there's far more stuff to talk about if after every preseason game, like a day or two after, there's a cut because then you and I have something to talk about. So it kind of keeps the this conversation interesting versus, nope, this is still the roster and we're going to get another depth chart next week with the same 91 players and it's probably not going to change for the next three weeks. And then the third position for me, is from the player standpoint, they always talk about you. If you remember, if you remember this topic, which you do, this was one that you brought up today. You remember them saying, yeah, we cut that guy early. Tavon Austin, Duke Johnson, pick it, pick it, pick a vet so that he could catch on somewhere. Like we knew that he wasn't going to make our squad. So we wanted to let him go early so that he could catch on someplace else, which sometimes they did. That's not possible anymore. Now it's like, bam. 40 players from every single football team gone on the same day. Like I just, yeah, it's, it's weird. What are your thoughts? Well, first Chris Janke is he's, he's um correcting us. He said, it's not true that it's one big cut down and, and you're right. It's not, it's, Two. it used to be more, it used to be where it was like you were cutting more players frequently. I kind of overly simplified that. So yeah. for those listening in podcast form, I apologize for me oversimplifying it, but it's pretty much like they cut down like five guys the first time and then they yep. cut down to 80. And yep. then after 80, they go from 80 to 53. Whereas before there were multiple cut down dates. So what we're talking about here now is um, even still having 80 guys for that last cut down, um, it, it just isn't as easy to kind of tell the direction that the team is, is forming. And so to get back to the question, my, the way I see it, man, I, for the same reason that you just said, I think, like you mentioned, for, for guys who, um, you know, vets, no, we want them to pick up, pick on somewhere, pick up somewhere else. So yeah, we want, we want them to pick up, but I think from a, a competitive advantage standpoint, I kind of like it. Because yeah, yeah. um you can't quite so, so like last year naturally we would say, oh well the Buffalo Bills are gonna be an arid out roster because of this, that, and the third. Now you don't know. Like you just mentioned, it seems like now we have 18 running backs in the running room. Are we gonna keep extra running backs and are we right. gonna be a 
now we're not. We got Josh right. Atlas. So, right. you know, but the thing is, it keeps teams guessing. You don't know for sure what you're going to get come week one when you look at any of these teams around the league. So, um, I don't Chris, know. Me, go ahead. Yeah. To Chris Jenke's point real quick, if, if this affects the conversation, it seems like they've made another adjustment this year, which I wasn't expecting, and I had not done necessarily the, the due diligence to research. So August 16th, so in six days, they're going to cut from 90 to 85. August 23rd, 85 to 80, and then August 30th, 80 to 53. So it's still not as extreme as it was, right? It used to be like right, 10 right. guys, then 15 guys, and then the last 15 guys, whereas now it's like 5, 5, 30. So right. it's still different. It's it's just a little different. But, yeah, sorry. I just wanted to clarify that for those that are listening, right? Yep, yep, yep. Are we done with that one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're done. We're done. <laughs> It wasn't one of those topics that really, you know, it was just kind of like, how do you feel about it? And, you know, but yeah. Yeah, for sure. So the Bills are playing their first preseason game this Saturday against the Colts at Highmark Stadium at 4 p.m. Before we get into what expectations we have for this football game, and I'd love to know in the comments section as well, we have a, t I have a ticket giveaway. And I've got my, my, my trusty gray Bills hat that my daughter McKenna bought me for Christmas this year. So I did a contest for the overreaction sports, my basically my my show, my content stuff, uh, YouTube page, which was I've got two tickets, my tickets to give away this Saturday for this Saturday's game. The contest rules were that you had to be following me on Twitter and then you had to subscribe uh, to the YouTube page and then screenshot that and DM me. Uh, there was several people that actually got in. So we're going to pick a winner right now. The DMs are open. My DMs are open, yeah. So I don't know. Wow. Nobody, nobody, we've talked about this. Nobody ever DMs me. Ever. You're brave. <laughs> You're brave. DMs. There's no way I'm opening my team. But go ahead. Let's let's get it. Nobody let's ever DMs me. So here's the winning the winning person, and the winner is, and I don't know if you can see that, but it's come on, work. David Reed. Uh, David Reed. David Reed has won the tickets to. Uh, so David, if you are listening or right now, uh, or if you're listening in podcast form. Uh, DM me your email address and I'll forward the tickets to you. If I don't hear from you in the next 24 hours, I'll just forward the tickets to you. But David Reed is effectively the winner. So, yep. Congratulations, David. Sitting in my seat on Saturday, four o'clock against the Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> Chris Jenke says, I've DM'd you both. It's true. You have. And some of those pictures were inappropriate, Chris. <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> totally and Chris, joking. my, my dog on, uh, you know, mine ain't open. So, you my friend that's how you dm me <laughs> anyways what expectations do you have going into this football game this saturday um i don't have any because you know we're not gonna see josh right we're not gonna see so so for me um typically you see like that one that one or two series where you can kind of say okay well we can kind of mm -hmm. see what it's gonna look like this week um what i'm gonna be looking at is the depth. I want to see the second string players. I want to see um, how they adjust. I want to see what the offense comes out looking like, even though Josh isn't there, I want to see yeah. um, what tempo we're going to be running with. Are we going to be, um, you know, a, a slower pace team? Are we going to mm -hmm. be somebody that's looking to press the tempo or what, what, what's going to happen? And I want to see what you mentioned. I want to see this defensive line. You know, yeah. I, I seriously doubt we see a lot of on if any, but I want to see us get to the quarterback. I want to see us get there. If we're talking about players that are not playing this preseason, Vaughn Miller, uh, clearly Josh Allen, uh, mm -hmm. Stephon Diggs, maybe Gabriel Davis doesn't play this preseason. Um, who else? Tredavious White obviously is hurt, but he might. There's still the possibility he starts the season week one. Regardless, if he does start the season week one, we're not going to see him in this preseason. Who else? Uh, Micah Hyde, right? Mm -hmm. Jordan's hurt. Um, Even if he wasn't, bubble wrap him. Right. I mean, are we going to see Daquan Jones? I don't want to. Are we going to see Ed Oliver? I don't want to. I mean, it's. I want. I want to see them on the sideline. I want to. I want to see them get some good content in. So when whoever is working the side, when Sal walks over there, give Sal a good interview. That's what I want to see. Yeah, I don't want to see them. Like I don't want y'all on the field. I want y'all taking hits. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. In, in bucket hats, stand on the sideline in bucket hats and give great interviews. It's going to be interesting for me. I'm still super like keyed in on the wide receiver, like the, the, the wide receiver battle after I guess what is now potentially Isaiah McKenzie. Does Isaiah McKenzie play in the preseason? I think he does. He should. Right. I don't, I don't look at Isaiah McKenzie um, as a solidified, like I don't look at him like I look at Diggs. So no, he should be playing. Yeah, I agree. Uh, totally. I don't know what I have for expectations for this football game either. Um, 
first preseason game, right? I'm going to, so the overreaction post game show is going to happen on Saturday, probably at eight, more than likely at nine. It just kind of depends on how the day flows. Um, but I don't really have any huge expectations either. As far as that goes, it'll be interesting to just, just to kind of see what happens at certain battles, cornerback defensive line, like you said, um, I don't give a lot of stock or credence to what's going to be the offensive line that's out there. Is Deion Dawkins playing? Mitch Morse isn't playing, right? I mean, I just, so we're going to get Bobby Hart. We're going to get these guys that weren't doing, it's, I don't even know what to get from this thing. Whoever plays, come out of it like healthy, come out of it uninjured. That's, I guess that's what we're looking for, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, David Reed says, and I'm guessing this is the David Reed that just won. Maybe that's the David. Does know. he know he just won? David Reed <laughs> just won, so I'm hoping he w- knows. But he says, if McKenzie should play, then so should Davis. Uh, I don't know how I feel about. It. I feel like Davis is a starter. I, you know, I look at Davis as a solid. Like last season, when the season was over, I knew that Davis was going to be a starter on this team coming yeah. into this year. Yeah. I did not yeah. look at Isaiah McKenzie as a starter coming into this season. So now. Yeah after camp it sounds like it but i didn't look at him as as that so yeah agreed yeah. and david wants to know what did i win tell him what he's won how, how did you miss it you have won the preseason tickets that you dm'd uh that you had following me on twitter and followed me uh, or subscribed to my youtube channel and then uh yeah and then you dm'd me and you have won unless i've got the wrong david reed but i think i think it's you so you've got my two tickets yeah. to the did you dm because they go down in the dm <laughs> they go down <laughs> So in not such great news, Mekhi Becton suffered a knee injury and is out for the entire 2022 season. This kid cannot catch. I'm going to say a break, and I don't mean it that way. He just, he, that's just the phrase. Broken kneecap, a very rare and strange kind of like fracture of his kneecap. What effect does this have on the Jets this season? I have I think my it own thoughts. Effect. I think it really, I think it has a huge effect. I don't think the Jets were in position to feel confident that they were going to be um, you know, the best team in a division or the second best team in a division. But I do think that they were confident to take some steps forward. And I still think they can. But when you're, you know, this guy, he's when he's healthy. I'm not sure if everybody is truly familiar with how great of a player this guy is. Right. When he's healthy, he's a he's a factor. He's absolutely a factor. So this this matters for that that Jets team, and it matters for the the division. Now the Buffalo Bills, that's one less guy that we, um, you know, now we don't have to, game plan for so yeah it absolutely matters it's interesting that uh i've I've clued into it recently in the last year and a half 18 months about how soft tissue injuries are the injuries that ruin guys careers it's not broken legs it's not stuff like that it's it's the little things that hurt and like linger and stick around and don't go away and there's some guys roger saffold is actually one of those guys that has battled soft tissue injuries his whole entire career um daryl fletcher says he's a monster of a human it matters for them as far as Makai Becton goes, I kind of wish that someday we could see who he is going to be as a player. My fear is that he's going to be injured a lot. Like this is a, like the the path that he's going to be on. For he just has a body that's so big that his body can't take being that big. Um, which we know that that's just the truth. Some gigantic men are capable of being gigantic, and their bodies can withstand it. Other gigantic men just can't. For me, as far as how does it affect the Jets, I don't know if it affects them. They've never had him. They've never had him. So it's almost you. You don't know what you don't know what you got if it's never been here, right? But I think that's the point. Like they've been. We can say all day what he could be or what he should be. You love saying availability is the best ability. The The dude is. I just. It's. I don't. I I just. I I don't. I agree. They never had them. But I, I just feel like, again, every summer they come into this thing and they're like, OK, now we can finally. OK, now we can finally. And now we can. Fi- and guess what? Finally yeah. never comes. Finally and, never comes. And the thing is, when you have plans like that's that's like us, like just imagine. And I'm not going to say any names right now because I don't even want to speak anything <laughs> into the atmosphere. But just imagine somebody who is very vital to our team's success all of a sudden goes down every single year going into it. It's like, okay, now we're back. We could be a fo- Sammy Watkins. Think of Sammy Watkins yes, back when Watkins. he was with the Buffalo Bills. The offense, we just knew, okay, we finally have a wide receiver that hopefully can help EJ or hopefully can help whoever or hopefully can. 
every year. Foot, broken foot, screws in the foot. He had a, what do you have? A, a hamstring. He had a broken this and a put that. And Aliens on the brain. <laughs> and when that happens, your entire offense, the, the whole thing changes. So for yeah. them, their defense now, okay, damn it. We don't have Makai to, to fill this pl- or plug this hole in. Now we have to scheme to replace him. So it yep. matters, man. Like it's, they and, and now being this close to the season, they have to completely switch up what they were planning to do this year. And yep. as a Bills fan, I don't love that he's injured, but I freaking love it. Yeah, notable Bills players that this has happened to. And I wouldn't say notable in the sense of like they had a great career or potential great career. Sean Merriman is the one that sticks out to me. So Sean Merriman at the end of his career started having a lot of soft tissue injuries. And the preseason he was here, I was so on board i love i mean i wasn't a sean merriman fan necessarily but as a football fan never been a chargers fan i just loved the energy the enthusiasm the lights out piece and then when he became a buffalo bill and that preseason if you remember he had like i think he had a sack or two why he did the lights out dance a couple times and then sure enough he had another soft tissue injury and then he he hung up his spikes and it's it's interesting the love that he still has for this team and the buffalo bills organization and our fan base but who else can you do? You, can you remember anybody else? There's got to be a ton of players that have had their careers, you know, interrupted, if you will, by soft tissue injuries. But he's the one that sticks out to me the most. And Sammy would be another Julio one. Julio Jones. Julio Jones. Yeah, I meant Bills players, but yes, Julio is a, oh, a huge. Yeah, Julio. No, Julio is a huge example. A huge example. It seems like hamstrings are big too. When a guy starts pulling hamstrings, like forget See, it. When I was younger, I used to think people would pull hamstrings so they didn't have to practice you know but but no like no but honestly though seeing it these this these things ruin people's careers man like it's something it's crazy yeah yeah it's pretty wild it's uh yeah so it's best of luck to you makai we hope you get better but we hope you get we hope you get better and then end up in the nfc west i guess is the best way to say that right like don't be better as a jet the 2022 top 100 in the nfl which are players from the 2021 season as voted on by the fans is coming out. Is it August? The first 10 coming out August 14th, right? So is, is fan voting. I thought it was player voting. Did I say fan? Yes, you're right. I, oh no. I I just, okay. I just wanted I to make misspoke. sure. Okay. Yes, okay. That's the case. I'm like, that's wait, what, were you voting? Yeah, I totally misspoke. If that's the case, it is, is it is voted at, by the players, the NFL players. So thank you for correcting me before Chris Jenke did. <laughs> <laughs> but yes so the players vote on that so it comes out the first 10 i believe are released august 14th and the great question and i would love to see comments from uh the mafia in the chat as well for this who makes it where right well, so well for starters how many people do you from the team how many people do you think make it i don't think you're gonna like my answer and my answer okay. is gonna be based off of i mean the all pro situation the pro bowl situation Right. I mean, clearly Jordan's going to make it. Poyer's going to make it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Allen is going to make it. Stephon Diggs is going to make it. I, I, I could, I could give a litany of people that I think should be on that list. Von Miller's going to make it as a Ram. He's not going to make it as a Buffalo. I mean, he's a Buffalo Bill, but he's going to make it for what he did right in 2021 as a Los Angeles Ram. I think that I think it's literally Josh, Stephon Diggs, Poyer. Vaughn I think I think depending on um how people or how the voters vote so like depending on if they're including injured players or not Mm. I think we have six or seven guys go in Mm. that's what I think and I think Josh will be as high as three um the only way he's not three is if he's four, and that's only because Aaron Donald typically messes up the top three because he's the only non-quarterback person to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So he might be four, but I'm thinking that obviously it's Josh. I think Trey White makes it if they if, mm. if the injury thing isn't a thing. So Josh, Trey White, Stefan Diggs. I think Von Miller makes it. I think Jordan Poyer makes it. I think Micah Hyde makes it. That would be amazing if both of them made it. I want well, they to were both off-road players. They both were all pro. Michael Correct. was second team all pro. So to me, it's, it's very difficult for me to think that he doesn't make the list. I just, I just, I think I still live in that. And it, it comes from the Pro Bowl. I still, I think I still live in that. They're going to diss us. They're going to find yeah, well, some it, way to diss us. It just depends on that. So if not, then Trey, you know, so I 
take it down a notch, but if, you know, so it just depends on if they include injured or not. But um, I think, I think at the very least we have, we have six guys on there. That would be unbelievable. How, what, there was one last year, right? Wasn't it just Josh? Is that right? Uh, was it just one? Stefan Diggs didn't make it last year. Maybe he did. I think I might be thinking the year before. Was it didn't, didn't wasn't Josh the only one that made it the year before? I thought there was one year when Josh was the only one that made it. Was it two years ago, twenty twenty? Maybe two years ago. So here's a here's a fun exercise. I'm going to make a note. Oh, I'm sorry. I think Deion Dawkins makes it as well. Go ahead. You might be right on that. I think he's a lot better at left tackle than fans in Buffalo realize, and I think people around the league recognize who Deion Dawkins is. I'm going to be honest with you. I was standing behind him as he was signing autographs today, and I was standing there with a group of people who will not be named, and his calves were were a topic of conversation. Which you, you don't remember I, last year at the we're having a conversation about his calves. <laughs> <laughs> last year at his event, I'm like, Dion, what the heck do you do? He's like, Man, I just wake up. I don't even exercise like this. <laughs> Dion's like, I don't even exercise for this. Like, how, dude? Like his 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 freaking calves are like this, man. And they're just and they're much- high. So, they're way yeah. up on his leg. <laughs> so for those listening by podcast form and not watching, like I'm I'm basically like it's my hands are forming the size of like a basketball right now. Like to do, he literally has footballs in his calves. It's awkward. like that's what it looks like. It's awkward. It's, it's, it's freaking amazing. <laughs> and he he's like he's he's the most athletic big dude I've ever met in my life, like ever. And I've met a ton of these football players now, not just Bills players. I mean, but he's so athletically gifted to be so big. It's to the way he moves. He can play basketball. I promise you don't want to guard him. He's gonna cr- he's gonna snatch some ankles if you guard him. The dude is he's just he's super, super athletic and it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I think he makes it. I think he makes it. So Chris Janke uh oh, just jumped on me. Uh Thomas DeLoss and uh Sarah actually both have the same guys. So they said four made it last year. Josh, Trey, Diggs, and Beasley. So I missed Beasley. Um, I didn't remember Beasley being on there, but I think he was wasn't he low? Not, not that it matters. It's still a tremendous, yeah, yeah. like. But speaking of bees, did you see his, his post that he posted the other day? Well, I retweeted the first part about how grateful he was to the fans that have supported him. So I retweeted that part. But I did see his his clap back um, just in regards to you'd still be. Somebody said you'd still be here, blah, 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 which I don't know why fans have to go after players. Um, I think you and I know some of the backstory, right? So he was not a model citizen through COVID, right? So when he says the franchise has changed, there's an aspect of I'm misbehaving mom and dad and you, my parents, you guys were so cool before when I wasn't misbehaving, but now that I'm misbehaving and you're disciplining me, you've changed. And it's like, Mm -hmm. no, no, honey, you've changed. (laughs) Right. Yep. And then on top of it, it's like, so the thing that I was going to say is that's one of the things that I, that it makes me lose respect for guys. I, I love Cole and everybody should know it. Everybody should see it the way I speak about him publicly. But when you, when you leave the same thing that, uh, what was the, the receiver that we had now he tried to play tight end, not, 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 um, Benjamin, not Benjamin, the other one <laughs> that we got from the Eagles, Jordan Matthews. Oh yeah. Same yeah. thing. Certain guys, when you come to Buffalo and then you leave and for whatever reason, you can be successful or not be successful. Then you choose to to speak negatively about the organization mm-hmm. or about the city or about the fan base. One of those three things, it bothers me. He didn't speak bad about the city or the fans. But now all of a sudden, this team that basically gave you the opportunity to have the best years of your career. Now the team has changed. No, if it didn't work out, fine. It didn't work out. You asked to be released, but don't come back now and and, and publicly come out to bash the front office or or McDermott just to, you know because you didn't get your way. Mm-hmm. It, when people do that, it like it makes me lose so much respect. Like internally, everybody knows. Like and not even internally at, at this point, I feel like everybody knows. Like for instance, when when I early on when I started and I left Buffalo Fanatics, it didn't happen properly. Like it didn't happen 
peacefully. It wasn't the best of exits. But guess what? I don't go and bash Buffalo Fanatics publicly every single chance that I get. Buffalo Fanatics doesn't turn around and says, oh, Spencer's a lame. They don't do that. Right. Bobby right. did. But other than Bobby, <laughs> like they don't they don't do that. No. You get what I'm saying? Like they don't do that. So and what the whole point that I'm making when I say this is like you just have to have a respect for for a yourself as a professional yeah. and then B for the industry. Like, don't don't do that, man. It's so I just think it's the worst thing that you can do. Dang, now you think you're new. You think so, your new employer is gonna is gonna want to hire you or bring you on after you bash your old employer? It just it just doesn't it, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, why would we want to bring you in when we don't? He's not AB. He's not Antonio Brown. But right. it's like at some point, it's like, oh, this guy's a problem child when it comes to this. No, we don't want him. Next. Yeah, do me a favor. So, uh, moderators in the chat, the next time that that um, I have the ability, I know that you guys are putting them in timeout. That the the bot that's out there, the the, and, and I appreciate you for doing your job. Um, so, yes, you, Chris, yes, you just asked if you're helping. You are helping. Do me a favor. From where I sit, I have the ability to block that user. I think potentially permanently. So the next time it comes through, if it comes through in this show, or potentially next week, let it go, and I'll block it from this side. So sorry about that technical difficulties. I want to do an exercise. Yes, sir. It's 2023. It's August 14th of 2023. The and they're about to unveil the top 100 from 2022. 2022. Man, tough, tough to talk about. Who makes the list? And I'm going to keep it. I'm going to sticky note it to my computer for an entire year. So next season, who next makes season? The list? So we we know consensus between the two of us. We know Josh Allen, right? Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs. I believe Von Miller makes the list. Von Miller again makes the list. I believe both of our safeties make the list. Both safeties. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I got to think about that. <laughs> I do. I think both safeties make the list. And I'm going to take it a, another step further. And I'm going to say, I think Matt Milano makes the list. I I love Matt Milano. Mm-hmm. I just don't know. Man, I mean, you're, you're, we're getting to the point of like ten or twelve players because we haven't. I mean, we haven't even talked about guys like Ed Oliver, Gabriel Davis potentially making this list, right? Dawson mm-hmm. Knox. If Dawson Knox takes another step forward, he's going to be what a top three, top four tight end. He was a top five already. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I'm. I'm not done with my list. Like I'm. I, I think we. I think we have nine guys next season that make it. I do. Is there a, is there a chance Dawson Knox makes it this year? I, I think no, only because of statistics. He was tied for the. I think he was tied for tight ends for touchdowns, for the lead. I think that wasn't that the season before. Or was that this past season? I think that was the season before. But even still, I think just because of yardage and because of like, you know, certain things when you look at that people like to rank players on, I think because of that, he won't make it. But he just I think he's he's absolutely a top tight end. So I think he deserves it. But but no, I um next season I absolutely think Ed Oliver and Dawson Knox makes that so list. You see Micah Poyer. Micah Poyer, Josh, Knox, Vaughn. I'm going to actually also say Milano, I said, and I'm going to say um, my man Groot. I think Groot takes a step forward this year, and we see a superstar develop right in front of our eyes. What about Ed Oliver? I think Ed Oliver takes a step this year. I think he takes a step, but I, th- I think we're going to be talking about Like, I think the way we fall in love with players when it, when things happen, I think we fall in love with Groot even more than we already are. I think I think this is Groot's. This I like is Groot's. that. I like that. I don't know that Ed Oliver, I said, takes a step. I don't think Ed Oliver takes a step as much as he is helped by the additions that they've made this year. So I think Ed Oliver, I don't know that he's hit his ceiling, but I don't think he's far from his ceiling, but he's not Aaron Donald, right? Aaron Donald is in that top three conversation because it doesn't matter who's playing with him. Aaron Donald is still Aaron Donald. I think Ed Oliver is going to benefit from having Vaughn out there and seeing the progress from Greg Rousseau. Daquan Jones being more bought in and more wanting to play football than Sterling Tulele was last year. I think I think Ed is going to benefit from the guys around him to show the player that he is instead of trying to have to be the guy to do it all. Aaron Donald is just a freak. He can do it all. Put him on the worst defensive line in the league, and he's still going to make the top 100 players in the NFL. Right? Is that fair? Yeah. 
So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Oliver. So I've got Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Von Miller. Consensus. We agree. You've got Micah, Jordan Poyer, Knox, Milano. I think we both have, I think we're a consensus on Knox potentially. And then Oliver. Are we consensus on Oliver or are you on the fence? I'm on the fence because I'm going group. Mm. For next year. We're still on next, next year. Yeah, 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 yeah. 2023. It's <sighs> a big list. And even for this year, because I'm I'm reading the comments and I'm seeing that they like like for instance, Jessica. Shout out to Jessica. She said uh she she sees Stefan, Vaughn, and Josh for 2022. I just don't think that there's a way that we don't see either one of our safeties or both. They both were all pro. So, I mean, I, I agree, Jessica, that normally we get like overlooked or, you know, like certain things. But, but when you have like literal all pro guys, I just, I, I don't know. Maybe Jessica's, Jessica's right because you kind of felt that way. And I didn't forget Dawkins. I think next year, uh, Dion, that's what I said. I think Dion, um, I think he might make it this year. Yeah, you said that already. You said you thought Dion yeah. would make it. That's how we got in the, the calf conversation. He should make it for his calves alone. But yeah. Just, yeah. Dude, it's tough. I mean, I can't imagine one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, potentially twelve players. Man, out of a hundred, I mean, there were years that we didn't have any. There's some teams that shouldn't have any. Thirty-two teams. The average should be what? Two point nine, two point eight players per team. That's assuming that everybody has good guys. There were years that the Bills didn't have anybody on that roster. Uh, a lot or, of them. <laughs> other like so. For instance, like when you look at the Lions, who who from the Lions? Maybe Hawkinson. I could see DeAndre Swift making it this next year after this season. Ooh, yeah, and he would then, have to uh, show up. He would have to show me some things really this, this is, year. This is an amazing segue. Um, and then who's the, uh, the the new defensive end, the rookie defensive end that they're like all raving about? Um, oh, yeah. Uh, he's a beast. <laughs> um, I, can, I can't think of his name. It's he's a show, beast. It's going to show up in the comments. Somebody tell me. Somebody. Yeah. T- not Yeah, not Sewell. Sewell's good from the, from the Lions, but – Who's the uh, the new defensive end that came out of Michigan? Um, he was highlighted. Uh, um, Hutchinson. I can yep. see his face right now. Yeah, it's he's Hutchinson. a beast. He's a beast. Speaking of which, this is this is the, your topic. This is one of the things that you wanted to talk about. Uh, 2022 Hard Knocks, the Detroit Lions, episode one, premiered on what Tuesday night, right? On Tuesday night. Where did you want to go? Where I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the floor. Where did you want to go with this? I'm just I'm happy with it. Is if I feel like the last like maybe two or three years that we've had it, I feel like it's been one of those things where it's just it's not entertaining. It, mm. it doesn't, um, you know, it doesn't keep it. It just didn't keep my interest. It didn't. I will watch maybe the first. Obviously, the first episode comes on and everybody's excited. Like, okay, yeah, football's coming back. We got hard knocks. I will watch maybe an episode or two and then just like forget to go back and catch up. Now the way this is, I'm looking forward to it every week. Well, there's nothing entertaining about Matt Ryan, right? And and just when they did the Falcons, I mean, there was. I think the only thing interesting about the Falcons when it was, they were doing the Falcons is there was the scene in the quarterback room and like Matt Ryan's putting his pads on and he dropped the f bomb. And Matt Ryan just seems like to me the too nice of a guy to use the f word. I was like, oh, see, <laughs> I didn't even see F-word. that. I didn't even see that. That I didn't make it that far. <laughs> right. That's my point. <laughs> I think there's something about Hard Knocks in general that as you watch it, and clearly the first episode was wildly entertaining, and they kept Jared Goff completely off the episode, which probably for the good, because Hutchinson and uh, is it uh, uh, who's the running back that they that they that they uh, focused Williams. on Williams? Yes, um, those two players were wildly entertaining as far as just riveting to listen to. The hard part is like I watched that episode, I watched the first episode, and I was like, they're going to playoffs. <laughs> it's the lions that means hbo did their job hbo did a damn good job what did you feel about what did you feel about deuce staley and uh i forget the defensive coordinator's name i loved it the banter on the sideline. Yeah, i love that man it made me feel like it reminded me of high school like for me it, it just reminded me of like when my friends and i like we're all trying out for the basketball team and like yeah we're friends and i love you but like no when you're trying out i'm, I'm coming for your head and it, i just love the energy i love the competitiveness I, I, like i think that at least i would hope when this season plays out for hard knocks i want to see the defense take on the identity of their their defensive coordinator and i want to see the offense take on the identity of uh deuce daly and i want to see those those units go at each other i want to see that intensity i love it i love it i'm guessing you don't no 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 i thought i just i'm not sure what to make of it i liked the the energy i liked the intensity i liked 
the fact that they you know are are like you and me they love each other um it'd be like you and me having our, our own shows we love each other and then when we get on this show we talk shit about each other trash sorry whoops beep <laughs> We talk crap about each shit. other. I'm sorry. Oh, I've been, I, I, man, I'm, I'm getting fired, and I say shit. So, I mean, I say stuff so much. <laughs> well, my mom might be watching, so that's. Why oh, I, hi, mom. <laughs> hi, might, Jamie. I don't know if she's watching or not, but it'd be hi, like Pete. you and me. It was just the way that they went at each other. It was maybe I don't want to say that it was over the top in the idea or sense that it was contrived and fake. It definitely wasn't fake. It was real trash talk, but yeah, it wasn't. It was real. But I just don't know how I don't know how much it helps the players. And at the end of the day, whatever they do, it's got to help the players. Um, so I just it was just it was just interesting to me, and I just wasn't sure. I love the camaraderie. I love the love. I love the man to man stuff. I love all. I love the emotionalism. The the fact that Dan Campbell got emotional. The fact that Williams got emotional. Like a lot of these guys were getting emotional just even in the conversations. Williams pep talk about you think you've arrived or you think you're tired now, or you think this, you think about our record last year, like whatever's motivating and however you feel right now, you think back to our record last year and then you find more motivation. And if not get the heck out of here, cause we don't want you here anyway. I mean, he didn't yeah. say that I'm, I'm summarizing, I'm paraphrasing, but um, it was great. It, it's it, wild. It was wildly entertaining and it's hard not to want to root for the lions until you realize they have Jared Goff as a quarterback. But I think what was interesting to me, and I think what they're doing, they've done, whether accidentally or on purpose, they have amassed all of their assistants as former players, which is something I think all specifically Bills fans have thought about. Why aren't, why isn't Andre Reed the wide receivers coach? Why isn't Jim Kelly the offensive coordinator? Why isn't Steve Tasker the special teams coordinator? Like we've all done that as Bills fans. Mm -hmm. So that to me, I was like, oh my God, Mark Brunel is the quarterback's coach. Oh, Deuce Staley is the offensive coordinator. Like, I, I was just surprised. Kelvin Shepard, of all people, former Buffalo Bill, Kelvin Shepard is the uh, linebacker's coach. So it, that to me is borderline riveting. I want to see how those coaches coach. Well, for some of them, like Kelvin, I hope he can uh, coach better than he played. Not that he was horrible, but he wasn't like a Hall of Famer. You know, like I hope that he can help turn that organization around. D Detroit fans remind me so much of Bills fans, man. Like they deserve a winning oh, yeah. franchise, man. Well, so I, I hope that they can turn it around. Oops, we're kind of yeah. related. Yeah, we are. And and to your point, like you were saying earlier, like you don't know how you feel about it. I feel like, you know what? It just reminded me of something. It absolutely reminded me of the opener last year about you and Sterling. That's what it reminded me of. What you and Sterling at the opener, the banter between the two of you. And I'm like, holy smokes, I apologize to you for Sterling. I'm like, Sterling, chill. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. but yeah. your banter, and it was all love and it was all fun and it was going back and forth. And I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this. This isn't exactly uh a building, <laughs> you know, but yeah, you were yeah, comfortable. Yeah. Those guys, and I feel like it's the same thing. Like it's all love, it's fun. They go back and forth, they joke, and but you know, but at the end of the day, they want the team to succeed, and hopefully, hopefully, we see it on the field. When does Sterling's show come back? I believe this week. I could this be week? wrong. I believe this week. This next coming week. Mm -hmm. I was actually also thinking about doing uh, Chop Up, but that's difficult because Chop Up uh, this weekend, the game is Saturday. I know, aren't you doing your show Saturday? Yeah, I'm doing the post-game show Saturday. Yeah, so we'll we'll just wait. We'll probably wait till week one to actually um, bring the Chop Up back. Gotcha, gotcha. Very cool. Yeah. That's all we have, ladies and gentlemen. Why don't you, Jay Spencer King, why don't you get us out of here? Okay, before I do, I do want to bring up something really, really quickly. I need to see Ooh. everybody. I need to see everybody September 17th at 7 p.m. We are going to start just, just some mingling and talking and laughing and drinking. But then at 8 p.m., Joe Miller, the voice, the guy that's been talking to you all night. Yeah, that guy. He's going to be hosting the Megapod, and it's going to be dope. You got John Fiend is going to be there, hopefully. You got Coach Schroeder is going to be there. You got Sterles for the girls, the guy that we just talked about is going to be there. Uh, I think Tia Stell says she's coming through. We got so many people that's going to show up. Hell, I'm going to be there. I don't know if I'm going to talk, but I'm going to be there. Joe's going to be there. It's going to be fun. I need to see y'all there. The Buffalo Rumblings beer release part two is going down. The night before, we are having the official Bill's Mafia party kickoff for, for the, the home opener. We're going to be singing karaoke, and Joe is going to sing. 
That's why y'all need to be there. <laughs> you need to come because Joe's going to sing. Do me a favor. Go over to my Twitter page and, and uh, grab your tickets. If you can't make it, please, please, please still provide a donation. Every single penny from this event is going to be donated to the Good Samaritan Church of God in Christ in honor of the memory of my Aunt Pearl gotcha. Young. Uh, we are looking to, to kind of start like a fundraiser or not a fundraiser. We're looking to start a, um, a scholarship in her name and in her honor. So that way, one of the young people or several young people can get some some things to go back to school or just whatever's needed. Yep. So. Come see us for karaoke on the 16th and then come see us for the beer release on the 17th. And then, hey, y'all already know how we do it over here. Y'all take care of each other. Y'all love each other and live in peace. And as always, stay positive. Test negative. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills.